Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us today as we get in the Word of God, talk about it, allow it to transform our life, and it surely will do that. We've been talking about the Beatitudes, the blessing, the, the, the blessed life that Jesus talks about, the type person who truly is blessed by God. And this word blessed, of course, meaning happy, internally happy, filled with spiritual prosperity and the favor of God. Who doesn't want to live a life like that? I sure do. I'll bet you do as well. So we've been looking at the Beatitudes, and this morning we want to move on to the next Beatitude, the seventh, I believe it is, and it goes like this. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. Peacemakers. I got to tell you a little funny little story about whether I'm even qualified to talk about this one. You're, you know, they, there are these tests out that you can take to find out what your strengths are. And actually, it's called Strength Finders. I've really appreciated that test. It's helped me figure out who I am. And typically, when I take that test, I score high in belief, convictions, communication, um, things of this nature, trying to woo people to a, to a certain position of, of truth. That's where I score high. One year I found a free test on, online because these tests cost money. And one year I found a free one. I thought I'll take another and see how I maybe have changed over the years. My top scores were diplomatic, peacemaker, uh, conciliatory, and I thought, wow, that sounds quite different than what I'm used to having. The, it seems like I've really changed. And then I went back and double-checked, and the way you score these things, all these different statements, one to five, and uh, I thought five meant that's your strength, and one was your weakness, and I got it backwards. And uh, it's supposed to be one and five. Point being... Those identified where I would have scored at the very bottom of this list rather than at the top. Still, I think I have something to add in this discussion on being a peacemaker. And even though my natural gifting and personality is to stand for what's true and right, and, and sometimes these are in conflict with one another, I think we'll see how they work together here in just a moment. Blessed are the peacemakers. You know, we live in a world that is obviously quite, I mean, we see it all the time, quite divided. People would rather cancel one another. People would rather reject one another. People would rather just tune you out. And uh, conflicts, rather than resolve them and come to a place of peace and unity, a lot of us would just rather write one another off. This is the world we live in. And God wants us to learn how to resolve conflicts and even bring peace. Notice it says, for us who are believers in the body of Christ. Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 4, Therefore I, the prisoner of the Lord, implore you, I entreat you, I beg you, to walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which you have been called. Okay, I want to do that. We've been called by God. You and I have been called by God to follow Him, to follow Jesus Christ. I want to walk worthy of that. How do I do it? Well, he says, he goes on to tell us, with all humility and gentleness or meekness, with patience, showing tolerance for one another in love, being diligent to preserve the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. And that last phrase is what I really want to stress. Being diligent or putting forth effort, not being passive, in preserving the unity of the Spirit 
in the bond of peace. God has united us in the Spirit, those of us who are believers, followers of Christ, believers in Christ. God has united us around Jesus Christ, around the faith. The devil's always trying to divide us. The devil will always try and bring disunity and disruption to, to the area of love and peace in a church, in a family. That's just his strategy. He's always trying to divide and disrupt relationships. And so here, Jesus or Paul's saying that we would preserve the unity. We don't have to create it. We preserve it. In our recent trip to Israel, some were commenting how, how amazing it is that on this, this trip, more than any we've ever had before, there are a lot of people who didn't know one another before the trip. A lot of people I didn't know before the trip. And yet still, we trusted one another, uh, developed relationships quickly, openness, shared with one another. Something is there amongst those who have the Spirit of God that brings us together. That is a beautiful, beautiful thing. It's God who unites us. And that we should preserve that. We should be careful to not, not break those bonds of unity. Uh, very, not, be very careful about breaking them or allowing them to be broken. Preserve them in the bond of peace. And so we want to be peacemakers. In the church, we want to help people reconcile. We want to help people forgive. We want to help people uh, be kind. We want to have people be patient, meek, gentle. All these qualities from the Beatitudes we've been talking to, talking about can enable us to have uh, strong, solid uh, relationships with one another in the body of Christ. And remember, we've got the Spirit of God helping us as well. But it's also interesting something else Jesus said. He, he commends us to be peacemakers. He urges us, he says, we're blessed for peacemakers. But look what else he said in Matthew chapter 10, beginning with verse 34. Do not think, he says, that I came to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I came to set a man against his father and a daughter against her mother and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law and a man's enemies will be the members of his household. What? How's that work? I thought Jesus came to bring peace. I thought he's the prince of peace. And I thought wherever he is, he's, there's a peace brought. And here he says he's bringing a sword and bringing division. Why? He explains in the next verse. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. That's right. What he's saying here is not that he wants us to be divided, but he does not want... But but he does not want us for the sake of peace and harmony with other people to compromise our love and, and relationship with him. Our love for God, our love for Jesus Christ must be supreme. And we do not, for the sake of peace and getting along and not having conflict with others, we don't, uh, we don't be unfaithful to Jesus. We don't compromise our love for Jesus in order to get along with others. Well, his loving him supremely, coming to him, being his followers, that's where true peace will be. Indeed, if we, if we compromise our love for Jesus in order to get along with others, that peace that we have with them will be kind of a fake peace. It's superficial. It's on the surface. There may be hidden hostilities because there may be a hostility toward God. 
And people who are hostile toward God aren't going to be able to get along well with one another. And so this is very, very important. Yes, God wants peace. Jesus, blessed are the peacemakers. We should be people who seek peace and pursue it. We should, as far as it depends on us, we should be at peace with all men, he says in Romans 12. But never to never when that would supersede our love for Jesus Christ. Which brings us to a really important thing. What is the greatest peace of all? If you want to be a peacemaker and you want to be blessed, blessed are the peacemakers, they should be called the sons of God, and you want to be one of these peacemakers, what is the most important piece of all? Well, it's the gospel. That's what Paul calls it here in, in Ephesians chapter 6. He refers to it, the spiritual armor we're wearing, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Wow, that's what it's called. The gospel of peace, because the gospel brings us, first of all, peace with God. And once we have peace with God, then we can begin to have peace in ourselves. The Bible says that the wicked, they're, internally, they're like a raging storm. There is no peace for the wicked, we read in the book of Isaiah. But for those who've been reconciled to God, we have peace with God. This is what the reconciliation means. We have peace with God. When you have peace with God, you can begin to have peace within yourself. You, your shame, your guilt, your regrets, these things begin to melt away as we understand God's sovereignty in our life and God's plan for our lives and God's love for us and God, and God being for us. All of these things that would create inner turmoil begin to fade away. We have peace with ourselves, and then, the, then we can have peace with others because often our lack of peace with others, we're just projecting our own hurts and failures and pain upon them. We're just projecting our own insecurities upon them so we don't get along with others. But as we have that peace with God, it spills over in peace with others. What is our role? We are ambassadors. Listen to what Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were making an appeal through us, we beg you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. This is what the word reconciled means. Have peace with God. We're ambassadors. We bring peace terms. We offer terms of peace from the king of the universe to rebels who've gone astray. And we offer a way of clemency, a way of, way of reconciliation, a way of forgiveness. This is what the, an ambassador does, an ambassador of Christ. This is what we do. And so my friend, let's be peacemakers. Let's bring others into peace. Let's learn how to, instead of uh, aggravate uh, disunity, let's learn how to bring peace amongst warring parties. But the most important one that we want to bring is that helping people find peace with God. Pray for this for others. Share your testimony. Tell them how you became saved. Tell them how they can be saved. If we want to see revival in our land, and of course we do, if you want to see revival in our land, we've got to be declaring the gospel. Because it's only as people are reconciled or find peace with God that there'll be truly be peace with others. Dare I say... Every attempt by man to leave God out of the picture and bring about a unity and a utopian peace here on earth, it always ends in disaster. 
it always ends in disaster. Promises good things, ends in disaster. There is no peace without faith in God and humility before God and coming to God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus, we bless you today. We thank you. You are the Prince of Peace. You came to offer terms of peace to rebels, to sinners, to people who don't deserve mercy, kindness, or forgiveness. But you have secured it for us on the cross. You laid down your life. You won by you won by serving us. You won by dying for us. And you won when you rose from the dead. And we thank you for the gospel of peace. We thank you that you offer us reconciliation with the Father. And I pray, Father, today, every person on this video, every person who comes here on the podcast later, would truly have peace with God, a peace that surpasses understanding, a peace deep in their soul, knowing that they are at peace with God, and that would spread out in being at peace with others. We bless you. We want to be peacemakers. We want to be gospel sharers, ambassadors of Christ, those who help others be reconciled to you and to one another. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray for this and bless you. Amen. Amen and amen. Don't you love the Word of God? Boy, I sure do. It's so practical. It's so livable. It's so true. It's how we want to live. That's why we come here and get into it every day. And I'm so glad and so blessed by a growing number of you who have made a commitment to be here regularly. I know some of you can't be here live every morning, but you watch later in the day. Or maybe you listen to the uh, podcast on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platforms. However it is, I thank you that you have shown your commitment to be in the Word of God day by day. Yesterday I was talking to, a, on the radio interview, I was talking to a person who listens to, my, to these uh, daily words of prayer. And he was just saying, if you've been neglecting your time of being in the Word, you've let it slide. This is a great way to get back into it. I offer this as a service. So if you're new, welcome. I hope you'll join our community, make a commitment to be here, subscribe to the channel, hit that little notify button so you know when we're going live. Be here with us regularly. We'd love to have you. And of course, share with your friends. Those of you who are, who are here all the time, what a privilege to, share, to sow the Word of God, the good seed on the good soil of your life. I know it's bearing fruit. So until we meet tomorrow, might God bless you, strengthen you, fill you with joy and His peace. We'll see you tomorrow. I love you. Bye-bye.